Hey. So it's Halloween on Tuesday. You probably know that already. Maybe you've been mainlining horror movies. Maybe you've been out buying candy or maybe you've been really pushing the limits on how frightening you can make a large orange squash. Or maybe you've been working on your costume. The perfect wig, the weird old cape you found at the thrift store, the black dress that's been hanging in the back of your closet for months, and something else. That feeling you get when you see yourself in the mirror for the first time and it all fits together. The pleasant social vertigo of showing up to a party full of friends dressed like strangers, and walking out into that crisp night air, sidewalks interspersed with jovial, wandering monsters. These parallel lives are magic. Halloween is magic. Hold that feeling in your chest, that magic. It's important for today's game. Parallel Lives is your source for atypical, analog role-playing. Today's episode is 40 minutes long. Welcome to Parallel Lives. I'm your host, Wednesday Sophia, and today I'm joined by Jess Carey. Yep, nobody else was interested in having this experience. <laughs> Charles not wanting. I don't think so. <laughs> you can talk to him afterwards about, like, so Charles, why didn't you want to play Teen Witch? You can be on a place to fuck each other. So I was actually looking up the materials for Teen Witch, and I saw a place to fuck each other, and I was like, oh man. Yeah, nobody else wanted to have this experience. No one else wanted to have this experience, which is too bad because it's quite the thing. It's quite an experience. Yeah, so today we are talking about the game, question mark, Teen Witch by Avery McDonald. It was made for a solitaire game design challenge meant to be played alone and earnestly. So earnestly. (laughs) The manual will say it's free on Buried Without Ceremony. I'll link it later like normal. It's cool. The rule book is a cool five pages. And yeah, we didn't we didn't use any dice for this game. <laughs> no, it turns out turns out there's no dice, there's no GM, at least in the version that I played. Maybe you could hack it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's. I think we should be developing throughout the course of this podcast Wednesday a really combat oriented, okay. really crunchy version of Teen Witch. Yeah, Teen Punch. Yeah, Teen Punch. That's in the spirit of the thing. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. Um, it's a game about accepting the power within yourself. Uh, again, that's straight from the rule book. Teen Witch is a single player, single session, but you could do more if you want. It's a LARP, kinda, but not as you know them. It's like a cross between a LARP and like playing make-believe when you're a kid yeah. and actually being somebody. <laughs> so Teen Witch is very simple. In order to play Teen Witch, you have to be a teenage girl and you have to be a witch. Teen Witch is very complicated. It's very complicated. And if you are neither one of those things normally, you have to believe until you are. You have to do this in a a secret place that you feel comfortable in. For me, it was my room. That's my secret. I don't know if Carrie wants to reveal hers. Nah, my secret place was the bathtub, (laughs) which is going to be important later. Oh, I'm excited. I have played two question mark sessions of Teen Witch. Harry did just the one, so we're we're seasoned magic professionals. I'm pretty sure. Seasoned witches. Seasoned witches. Look, I I told my one of my witch friends about this because I'm in the Pacific Northwest. We have witch friends. We have here. a lot of witch friends. A lot of witches. Sometimes I wear crystals out, and people just tell me like, 
oh, that's a very that's a very powerful stone. You should oh, yeah, you should yeah. make sure that like you don't lose that. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Well, I was assured after playing this that I had done magic. So <laughs> if that's something you're worried about, batten down the hatches, parents. Yeah, this this game w- would like you to do magic. Or at least to believe as hard as you can that you've done magic. Yeah. So, who is this game not for? Conservative Christians. But what game is for conservative Christians? Uh, to play this game, you will need... I'll just quickly go through the um, checklist here, because I think it's fairly indicative of the experience that it wants to cultivate. A candle with a few hours of burn time. This one's very important, um, in my experience at least. Oh, absolutely, actually. Absolutely. Cool. I think the candle is key. Yeah. More candles in the future if you keep playing, of course. Something to anoint with, which can be blood, paint, mud, wine, honey, else. It doesn't recommend blood, though. Simple, potent things, such as ginger, garlic, dried sage, bay leaves, salts, coriander, else. Something to mark the floor with, such as paint, chalk, permanent marker, blood, else. They probably don't use blood too much in this it recommends if you don't want to mark the floor something to cover it with i had a sheet of cardboard my witching board i kept it and a few simple containers a bowl a drossing brag a wine glass a shoebox else i had a bowl carrie had a bag I also had little, little like, spice containers mm, from my good. kitchen. For me, an important part of this teen witching experience was to uh, not purchase anything for the witchery, was to be like, all right, what would I have done as a teenager? Not shop ahead, mm, that's for sure. That's, that's, that's funny. So my first experience with teen witch was I needed a lighter because I didn't have anything. I don't smoke. I didn't have anything to uh, light my candle with, so I walked down to the corner store. It was midnight. <laughs> And I bought a lighter, and I came back, and I was trying to get in the teen mood, and I knew what teen me would have done. So I got um, some eyeliner, and I just wrote passion on the side of my lighter, for symbolic reasons. Um, (laughs) It's very good. That's a glimpse into Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, for me, the, the part of this game that was simplest, but maybe deceptively simplest, was being like, all right, who am I? I'm myself. Like, circa 2006. Mm. I'm myself as a teenager. Yeah, and again, we went this about this slightly different ways, where Harry is herself as a teenager, because herself as a teenager was not that far off from being a witch, as I hear it. If I had met one of my friends, like, six months before I met her, I think we would have formed a coven. Yeah, so I had to be a slightly different thing, where I had to be, I had to make up this teenage version of myself a little bit, because it is not pure Teenage Wednesday, because Teenage Wednesday would have never been a witch, I don't think. So I had to put myself in the mind of not only a teenage version of myself, but also a teenage version of myself that was really into magic. For me, it was pretty easy to be like, all right, what if my experiences as my normal self and my experiences as my teen witch self are sort of in a line where like I have never tried to do magic before and Mm. this is my first foray into trying to do magic you know which happened to be true for both teen witch Carrie and like player Carrie fair enough you went back to your point of divergence yeah sure so you might be asking what do you do with all these ingredients do you build something not quite you build an experience. You, you cast a spell. But I mean, the most important thing that you do, first of all, is you get in your secret place. I remember this is in the room, but you turn off all the lights. For me, at least, this was very important. Yeah, um, I edited this afternoon, and there was some light still shining through the blinds, and so I, I turned down the blinds, and I was like, okay, there we go. There hmm. we go. Much better. From my, again, from my initial experience, uh, and the, the stronger the two experiences that I had, it was literally after midnight, 
and I have blackout blinds in my room <laughs> because I, I work nights. And so I covered up all the sources of light, you know, like the light from my computer or whatever. And so there was absolutely nothing. It was pitch black. I could not see my hand in front of my face, um, which was perfect. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> yeah, I, one of the other things that I did that I found very, very mood setting was for reasons that I literally cannot explain, I have a large bathtub that has a mirror directly in front of it. This is not my fault. For the record and i thought to myself i'm not i'm not doing magic in front of this mirror that's not something that like team carrie would do or to be comfortable with so i i covered it with one of the towels and then i realized that i also have purple towels <laughs> and i was like there's a correct towel for this job <laughs> and like that was a thing that was like all right good all right this feels correct the feels correct that phrase is very important in this yes, game, I think. Yes, I think that that's absolutely true. The first time I noticed that something felt correct, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> now you can find yourself entering into this altered state. That's Carrie's familiar. It's familiar. Familiar. Uh, one other thing, too, before you start playing is on how you dress. It gives various suggestions. The most important one that it really gives you in the booklet is just dress comfortably, which is probably fine and makes sense. For me, it was a lot of fun to dress as witchy as possible. <laughs> Carrie didn't have to do that because she already dresses like a witch day to day. Although for this exercise, I was like, don't dress like a witch. Dress like yourself as a teenager. So I did something that I haven't done since I was a teenager, and I put on two shirts. Oh. No, I, I dressed deliberately. I was like, all right, I didn't own this Sailor Moon shirt when I was a teenager, but obviously I would have worn it. And I didn't own this, like, tank top, but obviously I would have worn them on top of each other. Perfect. <laughs> These ugly socks that do not match the rest of my outfit, yeah, I'm not taking those off. Yeah, no, so... uh we are sitting here recording for you today, respectively as teeny and as witchy as possible. <laughs> Although I took off, I took off the second shirt. I'm, I'm wearing only wearing one shirt currently. Metallic blue lipstick. That's a fact. <laughs> she sure is. And gloves. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I dressed very very plainly as a teenager. I wore a lot of like graphic tees, a lot of oversized clothes. Like if I were to dress like a witch now, I would wear a completely different outfit than what what I felt was necessary to dress as a teen witch. Different things will work for different people. Uh, and one thing, like, you know, if you're not a girl, it might help if you try wearing girls' clothes, maybe even, I don't know. Things that put you in this different mindset are really interesting and helpful. I don't usually dress nearly this goth. I'm wearing black rose earrings. Oh, God, oh, <laughs> I didn't notice them. You're very cute. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but those are just suggestions. It also just like, hey, you could also just dress very comfortably, and that way... If you're playing Teen Witch for a while, which you might be, depending on how it goes for you. I have no idea how long it took me to play Teen Witch. Yeah. Um, I just don't know. For me, I feel like I the first session, I was in there for like two or three hours. Holy god! I don't know that that's true, but that's what it felt like in retrospect. Yes. In retrospect, I, had, I have no idea. I'm not very good at like keeping track of time without anything external. And when you're playing Teen Witch, it's just you and a candle. <laughs> Again, it's, it's a weird state to be in. It feels right, but it also feels like you can't tell what time it is. I'm not sure if I was in there for very long, though. I think I might have rushed it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I straight don't know. All I know is the first time I played it, I played it long enough such that I was like, uh, I have this outfit, but actually like I'm wearing these heavily necklaces. Because that seems witchy to me. And then I was like, oh, these are too heavy. And like, I took them off. And like, I took off like the stockings I was wearing. <laughs> and gradually, I sort of like shucked off my excess witch clothes throughout the experience. You remained in the essential witch clothes. The essential witch clothes. So an important part of this thing is that you have to you have to mark the ground. And I elected to be literally inside of a bathtub. And I was like, all right. 
part of the way that I'm gonna set this stage is that I'm gonna take a calculated risk. So I got a Sharpie and I drew on my bathtub mm. and I tested and I, I removed the Sharpie marks and then I tested again and I removed the Sharpie marks and I was like, okay, this is I think calculated enough and this is probably a bad idea, but it's a bad idea that I'm going to try mm. in the spirit of, like, myself age 16 fucking up. Yeah, no, that's why I drank some vodka while I was doing it. No, fair enough. I would never have done that. <laughs> that was not for me. For the record, I did, as my rituals continued, draw more and more on the floor of my bathtub, and I got it out. For the record, I don't drink. Yeah, it is unfathomable that, like, I circa 2006 would have used alcohol in one of my rituals unfathomable you know but again this is part of the side effect of me trying to fabricate this teenage version of myself whole cloth did you feel like you could occupy her Ye yes sort of it's difficult um, right and we'll get into that once we once we go through the uh experience but sort of so once you're in your secret place you're trying to get to a point where you can cast a spell. And the game comes with a spell, and the spell is called Secret Beauty, and it will give you instructions on how to cast it. And the instructions also talk about like, oh, you know, you could cast other spells, you know, whatever. But the intermediary point between like, going into your secret place and like setting all that up and actually casting a spell is getting to know your ingredients. So your ingredients are whatever you've brought with you, whatever like potent everyday things. And the notion is, you know, you sort of spend some time looking at your ingredients, smelling them, possibly tasting them if they're appropriate to that, figuring out what do you think this does? What do you think it's supposed to do? Mm. For me, this portion of the game is the portion that I spent the most time in, by far. Yeah, I think that that was the case for me as well. And sort of like just sort of dwelling on the situation as well but like i also spent a fair amount of time like after i had possibly successfully cast a magical spell mm. doing like cleanup and stuff like after you ended a session of teen witch whether you cast a spell or not the instructions note it is totally okay to spend as much time as you ever need including all of the time always just getting to know your ingredients but once you're done you know you're supposed to like thank your ingredients and like thank your secret place Thank you, Candle. And I spent a fair amount of time in that stage mm, of the game. Interesting. For me, what it was is, uh, so so it's 2 a.m. or whatever. It's midnight. I don't remember. Uh, a couple months ago. And I was trying really, really hard to be a teenage witch and believe in magic. And the instructions essentially say, before you move on to the spell, you wanna be able to try and get at that state. And if you're not at that state yet, you know, you just stay here, keep working with your ingredients, go back to trying to do just simple things that make you feel like a teenager or a witch and that kind of stuff. So I, I spent a while there because I was trying really hard to perfect that mindset. And in fact, uh, I didn't actually end up casting a spell that night for reasons that we'll get into, but I had a jar of jelly that I was using to kind of scatter around on my cardboard to see how it would fall and see what patterns would fall within that because I was just trying to do like small rituals and find meaning in them, which seemed important. I have a couple of different symbols that I put together. I took notes of them so I can keep them for later. And today what I did instead of that, because I didn't have any jelly, is I got some uh, some fridge magnets from a, from a rock and roll fridge magnet set that my sibling had had. And I uh, tried just drawing them out in random order to 
to see what it would tell me. It told me, they banned heavy nevermore, uh, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> it ended nevermore, though, which sounds pretty witchy to me. No, that's, I think that's textbook witchy. Just lots of things like I was, I had, uh, you know, some plants. <laughs> I had, a, I think it's specifically like some celery or something that I was just like, okay, I'm going to try braiding this and smelling it and maybe burning it a little bit and see how that smells and like mm. spread out all of this and pour it out in different places and whatever. And I'll tell you what, be careful with the burning part <laughs> for multiple reasons. I did not burn my house down for the record. But for me, the way that my first experience ended was after I had spent what felt like, I don't know, a lifetime in this stage of messing around with my ingredients, I, I had some lipstick. Some of my ingredients are this black and red lipstick that I had kind of messed up already. So I was just using it to like draw on things, draw on my forehead, draw on the ground. And it turns out, if you were curious, lipstick melts pretty good. My candle, which was white, is now partially red, which is interesting but it also melted onto the wick of my candle, which did not put my candle out, but it did dim my candle significantly. Um, so where I had previously had like, you know, it, it's a dark room and literally the only light you have is your candle. It's already kind of an intense experience, especially if it's the middle of the night and you're in a spooky house alone by yourself, which I was. And you're easily spooked. And I'm easily spooked. But it went from being that, which was kind of very intimate and, um, very warm but very small if those words make any sense in that order to being it felt almost dreamlike i was staring at the candle and it was probably for about 30 seconds but it felt like 10 minutes and i just got this slowly building tunnel vision around the candle so that shuts out the rest of the room would slowly fade away and all i could see was the still burning wick and that felt magical at least i was told it was later by a witch um, and that was my first experience though, because that candle was not light enough for me to do any spells. I couldn't see anything, and it felt wrong to light another one. I certainly didn't have anything so dramatic happen. There's a way in which, like, and I feel, I feel like I may have rushed it. I, I can imagine that if I explained my entire process in detail to a witch, a witch might be like, nah, dude, you rushed it. But on the other hand, there's also a way in which being like, okay, I've gone through all the steps and I, I think that's right. Uh, I'm like later realizing like, no, you did not cast a spell. That's team carry to a T. <laughs> sort of like a desperate and way too fast attempt to have an authentic experience that ends in being like, well, you're going to have to try again later. For the record, again, my, my second experience that I did, because I never cast a spell on the first one, uh, was just a couple hours ago because uh, Carrie texted me saying that she'd, she'd played Teen Witch and it was time. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll play Teen Witch real quick, and then I'll be <laughs> over, and we'll talk about Teen Witch, because this is an experience that will become more unreal over time and weirder to discuss. Yep. Um, no, I agree completely. Once it was like, well, I mean, we unless you want to do today, like, we'll probably have to do it next weekend. And I was like, uh, t t today would be better. <laughs> let's, let's see. Can we do it today? This yeah. might escape me. I might have to play another session of Teen Witch, if, if not... Yeah. So so the second session I played was quicker and I think less intense for a couple of reasons. Partially because it wasn't in the middle of the night, partially because I'm in an apartment now instead of a house and like not like alone. Partially because the whole time in the back of my head it was hard to get out of the thought of my like, oh, maybe I'll discuss this part during the podcast because I knew I was gonna podcast in like an hour. 
So I think ideal conditions for a teen witch would be at some point when you're not in any kind of hurry, you don't have to think about the time, and you don't have to think about what you're doing afterwards particularly, as far as play recommendations go. Yeah, I think this is definitely a, like, take as much time as you need with this game. When you finish, if you've cast a spell or not, the part where you blow out the candle is really weird to me. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you had that same thing, but just suddenly you blow out the candle and then like, oh, oh, I'm in the real world. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, at least kind of. And, and for me especially, because I was like, all right, well, once the candle is out, I'm going to have to see if I can get this permanent marker off of my bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about being like, well, what if what if I clean like while the candle's on? And I was like, I'm not, no, I don't want to use like cleaning supplies. Mm. It's not an idea that I like. Yeah. So it was it was very much a like now the candle's out and I have to like furtively try to clean my bathtub, desperately hoping that cleaning my bathtub will actually be effective because you know it's a bathtub and I'm an adult and I have to deal with those consequences. No, fair enough. Like for me, like I you know I have to deal with these pieces of cardboard that I drew all over, but luckily I don't have to deal with too much of that. I just have to wait for the smell of like vodka and nail polish and whatever else to get out of my room. I should say, I don't know how this is for everybody. For me, this is a slightly messy, sticky game. This time I was a little cleaner because I knew that I had somewhere to be afterwards and I remember. <laughs> but like the first time I was playing it, I just sort of went like, okay, well, I'm trying to be a teen version of me that would have been a witch. And that means probably much less like worried about stuff than I was. Like, I was, I was very much like, oh, I don't want to touch that when I was a teenager. Um, so this one, I was like, okay, I'll go I'll do, go do the opposite. I'll draw all over myself with this lipstick. I'll toss this glitter all over the place. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll swish this vodka. And I'll pour this witch hazel out over here, you know. And so you end that, and you're, you're just kind of sticky and dirty, and that's probably fine. You can just go and shower or take a bath. Probably is the appropriate thing after this. Probably. Let's talk about how, like, weirdly immersive... Like, you earlier, you referred to playing this game as, like, entering an altered state. Mm. And I pretty much agree with that. Like, I think that there very much is a thing where it's like, all right, I'm in a dark room. And, like, when you light the candle, you're lighting the candle to let the magic in. And I think that, like, that's a drastic change. I think experiencing something where it's like, oh, this feels correct. It's a big deal. And then, again, the first step once you've lit the candle is getting to know your ingredients and really, like, thinking about your ingredients and really meditating on them and, like, touching them and smelling them and possibly tasting them. Yeah, and, and like, like, finding secret logics, making up rituals. Yeah, and I think that that's very, I don't know, it, it was very easy to become immersed in that. And, like, one of my materials is a bottle of pandan essence, mm. which, if you open will very quickly make the room smell like pandan. <laughs> and if you've never smelled pandan, it's a very, very sweet, very heavy smell. And so, like, for me, I'm sitting in this unusual smell that I never smell by candlelight, and I'm never by candlelight. Yeah. And I'm, like, pretending as hard as I can to be a teen girl, and I'm thinking about these other ingredients. And it was very, very immersive. I definitely recommend, like, surrounding yourself with a smell that you never smell, if at all possible. It's very immersive. It, it can be kind of intense, or at least it was for me the first time, because of, like, where and when and how it was. And, like, like again, when you blow out the candle, both times for me, it felt like I was, I was snapping out of a trance. And that might not be the same for everybody, but it felt very much, it was like, oh, 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 yes, okay. Things are real again. <laughs> I can imagine that being the case for me if I went directly from, like, 
the ingredients stage, or like if I had been casting a spell that wasn't a spell that was dictated to me, mm-hmm. I think it would have been much easier to really, really have that experience. But once I was trying to cast a spell that was in the book, I was focused on like trying to do it right. So I, like I had the instructions in front of me, and you know I'm really thinking about like, well, is it in the spirit of this to do it this way? Is it in the spirit of this of it to do it that way? Am I experiencing this in an authentic way or am I rushing through it? Yeah. For the record, once I got to actually trying to cast the spell myself just a couple hours ago, I had kind of the same experience. Um, I was like, am I doing this right? Am I, am I drawing this circle right? Does it matter if I'm using this instead of that? Or yeah. Like when I ended my session, I was like, all right, I've cast this spell. And there were some things about that that like felt fairly authentic. But also on the other hand, I definitely look back and go, like, did you rush that? How much did you rush that? How much did you rush that? Because you were drawing a circle around yourself in a bathtub. <laughs> I was wondering how that worked. Uh, I mean, I stood up. Yeah, okay. But like, even so, there are only so many circles you can draw. So the way this spell works is you draw a shitty circle around yourself and you take whatever your harshest ingredient, whatever harsh means to you, and you throw it in front of you, and if you if you have hate for yourself, you cast it out, and then basically you repeat until your circle is true and your ingredients are soft. And like, there are only so many circles you can draw around yourself, even if you're standing up in a bathtub. We talk about this as a game with rules, sort of, a little bit, but it really just says in there, like, yeah, and you know, there's other spells, you just can, <laughs> you'll have to uh, figure them out, essentially. So... Mostly, this is an experience where you sit by the light of a candle by yourself and you pretend magic or, or you, you believe in magic, magic, you actual magic. Yeah, yeah whatever, I won't, whatever won't broach that. You. Yeah, and you magic, I should say. Yeah. And the rest of it is sort of trappings, I guess. But I think they're very helpful trappings, mostly. But yeah, I definitely felt like. Like if I had been if I had been trying to work my own spell, I think that it could have been a much more immersive, much more organic experience than being like, okay, I'm trying to cast Secret Beauty. Um, the rules of this spell are I have to draw this many circles, but that's actually a limiting factor for me. Shoot, you know. Mm. Whereas like if I were developing a spell with my own logic, I'd be like, well, I started out drawing circles, but maybe drawing this other thing has the same symbolic heft as circles, and that's fine. That that's the exactly kind of thing that this lends itself to. Teen witch, huh? One of the things it talks about is like, well, could you cast an evil or malicious spell? And everybody's like, well, yeah, I mean, you sure can. But like, really think about your ingredients and think about like, what do they want? And I I think you'll find that most ingredients do not want to do harm. Except cayenne. Fuck cayenne. Basically, (laughs) like cayenne wants to do harm and I don't use cayenne. Does it say that? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't say fuck cayenne. Oh my god, it does say that. Cayenne is one of them, and I don't touch those ingredients. <laughs> yep. And so partially because of that, partially because there was like, okay, I have some guidance about what this thing is supposed to do, and I'm thinking about like myself and like my mental state as a teenager and like how unhappy I was, and I was like, I'm using cayenne. I'm totally using cayenne. How was it for you? I sneezed a lot. <laughs> I actually, like, I, and I guess maybe this is another thing that, like, potentially contributes to the way that this game can be a little bit of an altered state. Like, when I was done, I had, like, a, a stuffy nose. And, like, I think I've cleared up now, but, like, I sneezed a lot during the game. I, had, I, I exited with a stuffy nose and in sort of a, a different physical state from when I began because, you know, I, I just sat there, like, sniffing ingredients, just 
really smelling a lot of cayenne. Just, I spend a bunch of time smelling cayenne. You not cause any harm? I mean, I don't think I cause any harm. I think the notion for me was something a little bit more like, well, you know, cayenne wishes to cause harm. At this period of my life, I was not a person who liked myself very much. Hmm. And the spell is partially about, like, you know, if you have hate for yourself, cast it out. And I was like, well, it seems like cayenne is a good vector no, for fair that. Enough. that makes a lot of sense. Because I knew in advance. I had read the spell in advance. I knew what to expect from it. So I was like, well... Seems like having cayenne might be useful. And like, you know, I don't know. Like, if I had not read Avery being like, cayenne has malicious intent, and I had had cayenne anyway, I don't know if I would have come to the conclusion that cayenne had malicious intent. Mm. But on the other hand, I probably would not have had that tool, so... So teen witch, huh? Sorry. Um, yep. Yeah, I guess we should probably talk about this quad game. Yeah. Quad game, quad storytelling experience. Sure. I guess. I don't think it's a game. I think that's reasonable. I think, if nothing else, I think that, like, it is counter to the spirit of the thing to be like, yeah, the object of this game is to cast spells. Yeah. I say I don't think it's a game. To really get into that would be getting into, like, what is a game? Uh, Which is not a discussion that I find very interesting. It's a discussion that I love, but, like, when it all comes down to it, if something is a game or isn't a game, I don't actually care very much. Yeah. Like, is it if a it's game a... or is it a puzzle? Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I, I find that question interesting. I yeah. love categorizing things like that. But, like, if it's a puzzle, does that make it worse than it, it would be if it was a game? No. You know, if it's a simulation, does that make it worse than it would be if it was a game? No. So that kind of conversation is anathema, right? Because, or not anathema, but, like, it's banned. Because there are so many, like, dickwads who are like, but this isn't really a game. <laughs> So, like, why are we even, like, talking about this in, like, our gaming magazines or whatever? And I'm like, God damn it, that's an interesting question, and you're stealing it from me. <laughs> this is not something that has a win-lose state. No. And it's not something that has definitive length of time that you put into it, or definitive number of things that you do. It's very amorphous. Like, it has a beginning, and it has an end. Beginning is you light your candle, I guess. The end is you clean up your tools and hide them somewhere secret. But, like, it also, you know, it's not like it necessarily has, like, points or even, like, success states. You don't necessarily unlock things or whatever because there might not necessarily be anything to unlock. It's not a game. It is a, it is a like, an experience generator. Yeah. It's sort of a, like, have this experience prompt. Yeah, no, it's an idea. No, an experience generator, yeah. It's, it's definitely one of the weirder and more complicated i think things that we've done for this podcast for sure who is this for it was for me because i barely missed out on being a teen witch and it was for me because over the course of doing this podcast and i'm not sure if i've mentioned this on air before i know that i've I've mentioned it a ton of times off air but over the course of doing this podcast i have become completely enchanted with the idea of like pretending something as hard as you can and just looking fully in the face of its fiction and being like, yep, that's real. And I wanted, I really wanted to give that a try, but I wanted to give it a try in a way that was a little bit more relatable and easy to understand. And in some ways for me, easier to take serious than Brave Sparrow Mm -hmm. because the experience of being a teen witch is in some ways a very serious experience. People have that experience. People are that person. You know, like, teen girls actually do these kinds of rituals to try to, like, solve problems in their lives in a way that, like, 
being a brave sparrow is not relatable. I think probably if you're looking to like get into magic and you want a way to start, yeah, I no, bet it, that this is a way to start. When I showed this to that same witch friend that I was talking about, I was like, hey, what do you think about this? Is it magic? And she looked it over and her response was, I think that the author might have been trying to gently walk people into magic. <laughs> <laughs> If the experience of being a teen witch is completely alien to you, this game is probably for you. Go try to have this experience. Mm. But it's so hard that it's really difficult for me to be like, yeah, go do that. It is hard. Certainly that. But on the other hand, it is pretty low. Like, I bought a lighter, but, you know, it's pretty low budget. I think most of the things that you would want to use for this, you will just have around the house. You know, because the ingredients can be more or less whatever anything you want. Yeah, um, I have I have this pandan stuff that I've had around. I have honey, I have cayenne, I have ordinary table salt, I have whole cloves, I have bay leaves, and I have anise. Yeah, and I had, you know, a variety of similar things, uh, a different mix this time than the last time, but, you know, just lots of like, oh, I would use this to cook. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I had an orange. Mm. But the orange is gone. You know, then you just sort of figure it out for yourself. If you're going to have, like, an evening to yourself for whatever reason, you don't have anything to do, you're just alone in a place that is secret. Or can become secret. Or can become secret. It's a really interesting experience to try to have. It's a really interesting person to try to be. And, yeah, I don't know. If you're really into role-playing, like, try actually being someone else for half an hour. Role-playing while you're all by yourself is different than when you roleplay with other people in a way that's really interesting. Because you're not trying to, like, put on a voice or anything necessarily. You're not trying to, like, do improv for an audience. Even if the audience is, like, two or three people who are your friends. You are just trying to change how you think and act even though no one is watching. And that's a really strange experience. And I know, I know, I keep harping on that. I think I've said the same thing like five times now. No, it's. I mean, it's it's truly odd and truly unique among all of the things that I have done. I don't know if this is a game for witches. They probably don't need it. I don't know if this is a game for teens or not. Maybe, but I don't think so. I think it's more interesting when you're not. For me, it was interesting to like do my best to to reach back to the person I was and to like reconsider that person's concerns. I was trying really hard to recapture the feeling that I remember of messing around in my room and being worried that at any moment like a parent might walk by. I locked the door. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, but th that that kind of uh, tenseness was something that I tried to feel. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, I didn't do that. I should have. That would have been better. I feel like if you've listened to this whole podcast, You'll probably know whether or not this is for you at this point. Probably. And, like, if you've listened to this entire thing, I, it's probably for you, I guess. Try it out. Why not? I wonder if this is for trans women. Maybe. I can only speak from personal experience. I'm the only trans woman that I've known that has played it. It's interesting to put yourself back to a teenage experience you did not have. Try and kind of build yourself the second past. Like, there's a lot of trans women who are also witches. That sure is true. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know enough to generalize on that answer, not. 
this is it's not for you if you have any objection to doing magic honestly it might not be for you if putting yourself back to a teenage space is likely to be traumatic for you yeah. like this game is i think emotional and intense enough or at least can be that like i think there could be reason for concern there mm-hmm. i think you could really upset yourself playing this game yeah no if the thing about role playing that matters to you is like community and like having times with friends, which you like, you know, it certainly can be for me, but that's like the central thing for you and you're not interested otherwise, like, you know, probably a miss for you, of course, because really is a single player experience. You can do it with other people, I think. I definitely wouldn't want to, at least at this stage. It would be interesting. I don't know. I, I made a promise that if my witch friend visited that I would do it with them, <laughs> um, but I do not know how that would be. I, I certainly think that like, that's a thing. Like, maybe, maybe adult witch Carrie could do that, but I think teen witch Carrie would be like, nope, nope, yeah. this is really... I think nope. it's probably a lot more difficult with more people because you need to be looking in at yourself more than anything, and when there's another person there, you're going to be very self-conscious, potentially, but maybe you're just better at pretending that I am. <laughs> or better at being a witch. Or better at being a witch, yeah, better at magic, which is entirely possible. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm probably not very good at magic. That's, that's, a, my, that's my, like... How am I at being a witch? Not very good. I don't think I'm a good witch. Which again, I think is fine. Cause witch I think again. I, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Is that, is that, was that a like demand? Witch again! <laughs> Give it again! No, sorry. I, you just said witch again and it made me laugh because I'm a child. <laughs> I mean, you're a teen. But no, I, I think being bad at witchcraft, at least at the outset, is something that I would have been as a teenager. Uh, and for the record, it's definitely like looking back on that experience that I go, wait a second. Did I fuck that up completely and not like a calculated decision from the beginning? Like, well, I'll probably fuck this up completely. So <laughs> let's just go for that. Now that we recorded a podcast about it, do you think that you will witch again? I don't know. I, th- I think that I won't say that like, I definitely won't witch again. Yeah, I suppose that I can see it being useful if you need a quiet space where you consider things. I certainly will need to like. I don't want to. I don't want to draw my bathtub again. Mm. So I will need to do something differently. But uh, we which again? Maybe <laughs> it's again difficult to say. I'm just that's what partially why I was curious about your response. I might, but probably not for a while at least. It's enough for production for me. Yeah. Uh, that I don't think it's something that I would do often. But it was also like a out of the ordinary experience enough that I might try it or something like it again sometime yeah i can imagine circumstances under which i would do it but i don't i don't know when those will next come like for example recently i was trying to make the decision whether or not i should switch jobs and like was weighing the pros and cons and that was a relatively easy decision ultimately but like i think that like sitting down and like like obviously i couldn't teen witch about that because that's not a problem that a teen witch has Hmm. but experiencing conflict and in parallel, this is the most parallel life game we've ever played, by the way. <laughs> and in parallel, witching around, I think, would be interesting, useful. I think it could be very meditative, potentially. Yes. Yeah, so I guess that has been that. Thank you for listening, as always. Tune in next time for another game, whichever it might be. Yeah, hopefully it will be a little bit more structured. This game is very different. Thank you for listening to Parallel Lives. Is... Is Halloween a LARP?
If you want to find the show online, we're at ParallelURL.com, ParallelPodcast at gmail.com, or the Parallel Lives Tabletop Podcast on Facebook. Reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher Radio is the best treat you can give us. Plus, hey, you might win the Parallel Lives zine. More details to come soon. If you'd like to find us on Twitter, the podcast is at Parallel Chat, Carrie's at Baroque Emotions, and I am at Wednesday Quest. This episode was produced by me with music by Kevin McLeod. Tune in next week for Death of the Gilded Age, a game that you play over a meal. That episode will be about 50 minutes. <laughs>